Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today's Word for the Day is found in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. St. Paul writes this, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So these three verses wrap up the beginning or the opening section of the letter to the Philippians. Uh, verses 1 and 2 were greeting, and then 3 through 11 is Paul's prayer. And so he says some more things about um, what he's praying for them. And the central prayer in these verses is that their love, and contextually I think he means primarily their love for one another, would abound more and more. They'd grow in love. And it's important to realize that, that Paul isn't so much talking about um, an emotion when he talks about love. Again, some of us are mo more emotive in our relationship to people, and some of us are less emotive. And those are fine things and good things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that what he's primarily talking about is the, the, the intentional commitment to seek the good of the other and actually act on that. To, to to seek the good of the other in the context of leaving community and to, to do good toward one another, that that would just be a growing reality. And again, this ties into the larger um, message of Philippians, that we imitate Christ and his humility and servanthood by becoming incarnate and offering his life, and that through that we participate in the gospel and we're a witness to who Jesus Christ is to the world. So he's praying that they grow in that and they grow in knowledge and discernment um, so that to prove what is excellent. In other words, that as they choose to love and choose to do what's right, that forms a kind of virtue. And as you form that virtue, you're able actually to think more clearly about what is right and what is wrong, and you grow in Christ. So you you practice loving one another in the context of the church um, in, in myriads of ways, and you seek to grow in that. And through doing that, you grow in your knowledge and discernment and you learn more and more to approve what is excellent so that you're pure and blameless for the day of Christ. We, you might hear the word blameless. This is another Bible word that can get a little bit misconstrued. We can hear that as like expunged of all sinful bents or behavior. That's not what that means. It means my central intention is aimed at God and I'm pursuing God. And a blameless person is not a person who never falls or sins. It's a person who is always looking to God for mercy and forgiveness at the same time that he or she is trying to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. That's the blameless person. I mean, Abraham was considered a blameless man. And he had a lot of foibles and he had a lot of fail failures. But he always returned to God and kept following God. That That's what a blameless person is. And, and that through our lives and through the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus... It's something we work out, but he's working in us. God's name is glorified, and God's name is praised. So Paul really wants them to know through this prayer, to summarize these last three days, that through their, their financial giving and through their living as the church, they are partic partakers and participants in the gospel, in the story of Jesus, and in his mission in the world. And that through being church, really learning to to pursue the good of each other in the context of worshiping God as, as the church, that they are a people on mission, and they're also people getting ready for the return of Jesus. 
So the rest of the letter is going to kind of keep playing with those themes and, 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 and revolving around this, this poem that we'll come to um, probably week after next in our podcast, um, the central poem that, that shapes this whole letter. It's, it's a great letter. It's so encouraging. And it's encouraging that it really is, is a letter that, with rare exception, I think there's one situation where he kind of offers some exhortation. He's basically just celebrating and encouraging the Philippians. Um, again, I'd remind you that if you want to um, uh, do something that will help you just understand how New Testament letters work as a genre, um, if you go to BibleProject.org, they have a, a video that explains New Testament letters. I really encourage you to watch that, maybe five minutes long, seven minutes long. And then they have a, a second video um, that is uh, an overview of the book of Philippians. And, and the way they structure it, along with a lot of scholars, is how I'm approaching this letter as we go through these these podcasts. So I encourage you to watch that as well. And then if you check those out, you may really find that you love the Bible Project. And I'd encourage you to watch a lot of videos. In fact, they have a, um, an app. And on the app, they'll give you a, a Bible reading plan. It'll work you through the Bible and then have you watch videos along the way that supplement your reading. My wife uses this this plan. She loves it. So maybe that's something that would be encouraging and helpful for you. Might want to explore that. Anyway, have a great day. God bless, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.